Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now to turn our attention to cricket and joining us is White Fern star and opening bat Susie Bates. How are you doing, Susie? Yeah, good morning. Good, thank you. That's a story, mate. How 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 are you settling back in? I know you haven't been back in the country long after uh, you know your uh, WBBL season. Yeah, I got in last night. So then, um, sorry, I gave everyone at the WBBL a couple of days at home because we've been on the road since the Commonwealth Games. So it was nice to say hi to the family and then get back on the plane. And yeah, this morning back with the group, which is nice. Actually, it's been a while since the White Fins have been together and obviously it was after a pretty special moment at the Commonwealth Games winning bronze so it's nice to see everyone. Yeah and it's a pretty steady group isn't it? I mean uh, there, there have been a couple of changes but in general you've got a pretty stable lineup there. I mean looking at the, the team that's been put together for the Bangladesh series, Jess McFadden gets her opportunity. She's been around the team for a while but hasn't had a chance to make her debut yet but she'll uh, she'll take the gloves. Yeah, she's got another opportunity with the gloves and obviously Ben Sawyer being new this year, he wants to have a good look at everyone that's around uh, leading into the 2020 World Cup. So there's a couple of changes, but um, he was pretty happy with how the team went in the West Indies and we've got domestic cricket coming up too for him to have a look at everyone. But yeah, we've still got the old senior heads around plus some really young, exciting players. Yeah, which is which is good to see. I was going to ask you actually about uh, the WBBL final. I know you, you guys lost in the final, but um, how was that experience playing over there for another season? I mean, I think you've been playing over there uh, since, what, the Scorchers in 2015? I mean, how's, how's that competition developed, do you think? Yeah, it was, it was a very cool experience and I had the last couple of seasons off with my shoulder injury and then COVID, so it was nice to get back involved and a fresh start with a new team and we had a pretty good season um, until we got to the final and had one of our worst games, so that's sometimes how quick it goes, but yeah, it was awesome. We played at North Sydney, which is the home ground for the Sixers and um, a sold-out crowd and how many young girls and boys were there for, for that game and them sticking around after the game for autographs and the competition I think is one of the best in the world and it attracts the best players and obviously the Australians are, are pretty good and it was nice to play in the final though it would have been better to have won but yeah it's good to be back home in New Zealand um, after that. Yeah I bet mate. I bet. How does it uh, how does actually the, the level uh, of the WBBL uh, measure up against the Super Smash of course that's where we're developing our players probably not as many imports but how do you find the level? Yeah, it is a bit different, and I think that's just the depth of Australian women's cricket. You know, they have domestic players that are contracted all year round um, in all their state teams, so that just brings a little bit more depth into the game in terms of, you know, the bowlers and batters they have available um, from their domestic sides. And, yeah, I guess having overseas players, there's two to three in each team. Um, it does lift the standards, but... I guess the, the best players in the Super Smash are just as good as the best players in the WBBL. I think it's just about their, their list they're able to put together are, are more professional at the moment. But hopefully the Super Smash will get there one day. 
Yeah, fingers crossed it gets there. I mean, it's a great development place for New Zealand players. But, I mean, you've played in both. And, you know, the Aussies obviously um, are a different beast, if you like. Uh, they approach the game differently, different mindset. Do you think that's something that we could learn from back here, particularly the young players coming through? Yeah, I think that was um, one thing about the Sydney Sixers team in particular. Obviously, they've got world-class Australian players and they're just so competitive. And look, we have some very competitive players in New Zealand, but I think that spreads across their domestic players. There's competition for spots in every single team and every single game you're competing for your spot because there's someone banging on the door. So I think that's where they get that really competitive, ruthless edge from because, you know, they have to keep improving their game to stay on their side. So I think, you know, when you create that depth, you do create that extra level of um, competitiveness, even in your young players. So, look, we're, we're definitely going in the right direction and it's so great to see the professionalisation of, of the game and young players, um, you know, are now coming into the squad ready to go at international level. So I'm excited to see how some of our players go, and hopefully we have really healthy competition in the next few years. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that, that is the one thing that I wanted to talk to you about uh, in, in this interview, but we'll, we'll get to it now, actually, and that's the progression planning um, for the White Ferns. We've seen it with um, the Black Caps, you know, just of late, you know, with, with Martin Guptill um, giving way to Finn Allen uh, and the way that they've, they've, they've worked that, um, that plan through the Black Caps and progressing young players up. Uh, you know, we've seen Amy Satterthwaite and, and Katie Martin step away in the last little while from uh, the White Ferns. You and Sophie, of course, uh, two of the more senior players in the team who bring the bulk of our runs generally. How do you think that uh, transition is going to go when you guys finally call time? And, and do you think that we have the depth of players coming through that can give us the runs at international level? Yeah, there's always hard to know and look obviously a player like Sophie Devine the way she plays is irreplaceable and we're not going to find many more of that but yeah I think um, we, we've made some changes after the World Cup which were, were tough at the time but that's allowed space for the likes of players like Georgia Plymouth who play at international level who's got a really bright future and you know she's going to take a while to find her feet at this level but we've at least given her that opportunity and look there are some really exciting programs coming through with the under-19 team going to a World Cup and we'll start to see you know, which players um, at that level are going to be the future for the White Ferns. And, look, there's going to be a few holes when a few of the senior players do move on, but I also think the likes of you know, Lauren Down, Brooke Halliday, Maddie Green have shown um, they've got what it takes and sometimes it just takes for those senior players to get out of the way um, because <laughs> you know, when, when they're there, that's what you know. So, look, there's there's definitely um, an exciting future and, you know, Amelia Kerr is only going to get better with the bat. So, yeah, it's not it's not a huge concern, but I think Sophie and I are very motivated to keep playing with this young group while we're still contributing and, and loving our cricket. So hopefully that's um, you know, a, few, a wee while around the corner that both of us give it up and maybe, you know, we do it at different times so it's not such a big gap at the top order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hopefully. I mean, you, actually, you mentioned Mealy Kerr there because, I mean, she's been she's a player that grabs a lot, a lot of headlines um, the way she plays the game, but I almost think that her, her sister Jess has kind of been a little bit un, unsung uh, because I think she's come on in leaps and bounds in the last 18 months, hasn't she, as a bowler? Yeah, that is the nature of Jess. Her. She's always in the background, um, in the shadow of her younger sister. But 
No, she's been awesome, and to see her get an opportunity at the WBBL and open the bowling for one of the best sides in the Brisbane Heat and do such a great job um, was awesome. And the thing with Jess as well, she can give the ball a good whack. So um, she is an all-rounder, in my opinion, and she's going to get more opportunities with the bat. So, yeah, but look, there's definitely some talent there, and New Zealand cricket are investing more and more in the game and our preparation. So I, I think those types of players are the ones that are going to shine. Yeah, well, where do you where do you see her future in terms of um, in the order? Do you reckon she's an eight? Yeah, I reckon she could sort of get in twenty twenty cricket. She could sneak up that six seven position and sort of just go out there and change the momentum of the game. Um, yeah, she's definitely she whacks in unorthodox areas and over the offside. So once she gets that confidence with the bat, I think she could be a genuine all rounder, sort of lower lower order. Yeah, you bolt like a bowling all rounder. Yeah, but a little bit just sort of Jacob Warren. Um, <laughs> he he had a bit more leg side though. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know he used to be a goalkeeper? He used to play used to be, be play football and be a goalkeeper. That was the uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Every time he played and was in the field and take a catch, the commentator would mention that. I remember that. Um, how's, yeah, he told us a lot when he coached us. He mentioned <laughs> it nearly every day. <laughs> uh, you got to up yourself if no one else is going to do it right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hey, um, how, how has how has the uh, the camp changed? And I, I don't know, maybe the the focus, the direction, uh, the type of cricket you want to play changed under under Ben Sawyer. Yeah, he's been really refreshing, and he's been around the women's game for a long time. And obviously, with the Australians when they've been world champions, so look, he's brought a fresh voice and fresh eyes to our group and he's got some really good coaches around them um, in terms of a spin bowling coach and now Dean Brownlee, a specialist batting coach. So I think he's just pulled together a really good team to help move these young players forward and he's just super organised and um, he works hard. So we're training hard at the moment for this Bangladesh series um, because he, he's looking ahead to the 2020 World Cup and that being our focus so we're trying to get a bit more volume of training while we're together during the series and yeah I think he just um he loves cricket so um that works for me because he just wants to train a lot which is always nice and yeah he just knows the women's game so well so he understands you know what it takes to be the best team in the world. You mentioned Dean Brownlee as well. He's come in. Uh, obviously, you know you know your game. You've been very successful playing your game. How does a batting coach help someone like you, a senior player like you? Yeah, it's funny. Like you say that, but there's always something you're tweaking, or there's bad habits that that still creep in, especially when you play a lot of 2020 cricket. Um, over the year, and you don't necessarily have that time to focus on technical stuff. So, look, it's just getting to know him and then asking him to look out for a couple of things and if he notices anything in particular. And I guess then for the batting coach, it's just picking the right time to bring that up because when you're in a playing phase, sometimes you don't want to be thinking too technical. So, yeah, it's just building a rapport and, and seeing how that works. And he's already um, joked at me. He's been told that he has to um, get his arm ready because I like to hit a lot of balls. So... <laughs> <laughs> It's a good start that he understands that. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I haven't worked with him yet, but I've heard really good things from the group so far. That's great, mate. That's great. Um, looking at the uh, at personal goals for you, I was looking through your ODI century list, and I noticed uh, I think you've got um, ODI centuries against seven different countries, but you don't have one against uh, Bangladesh yet. Uh, I know you've got the T20s first, but is that something that you have in your mind that you, you want to tick off? 
Uh, yeah, it's funny. As I've got older, I've probably moved away from those sort of milestones. And, um, yeah, I guess you always go out there to contribute to the team. And scoring hundreds is always a, a nice feeling. So I think in the back of my mind, if I get in in any of these one days, that's definitely going to be a goal. I think when you bat at the top of the order, you always have an opportunity to score hundreds. So it would be nice to do that because then I'd be putting the team into a winning position. So, look, I haven't thought about it, but when I'm out in the middle and I get a start and I, if I know I bat deep, then I'm every chance of scoring 100. So it would be nice to get one against the Bangladesh team because we haven't played them that often outside of World Cups. No, no, exactly. Although I do notice that they're in your group for the T20 World Cup next year. Yes, they are. So um, that's going to be a tough group. But um, I think those 2020 World Cups, there, they are tough. You sort of you've got to win um, at least three of your four games, and there's always tough opponents. So you've got to start well. So look, we have got a an eye on that World Cup because this group really thinks we can break into those semi-finals and and cause a few upsets and go all the way. So um, that's how we're thinking, and this is, I guess, the start of that preparation. Mm, all right. Um, one of the other names that has uh, come back in and uh, under under Ben, um, who maybe wasn't there as much um, under Bob, is uh, Leah Tahuhu back in. Um, big, strapping, fast bowler who likes to come to the crease and has a bit of aggro about her. What does she add to the attack? Do you think? Yeah, she gives us that um, bit of mongrel when she runs in with the ball, and she's ultra competitive. And look, I think being um, from being involved with the Australian side and understanding what their batters thought of Leah and the respect they had, he thought it was a no-brainer to have her in the side. And look, she just brings that, I guess, energy when she opens the bowling with the ball and, and bowls with real intent and pace. And so it's great to have her around the group as well for our young fast bowlers and for someone like Molly Penfold, for her to learn off Leah is really great because Molly's going to be one of the quickest bowlers we've had for the White Ferns, so that's exciting. And, mm. yeah, it's great to have her um, back in the group because, she, you know, when you're in a fight, you want Leah with you. Definitely. You'd rather, you'd rather have her with you than against you, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I, I was also um, uh, wanted to sort of ask you about... Um, the, what what players what do you guys do? Um, we've seen a lot of it, and I know you, you've got the games coming up here. But in November, it's been pretty wet here. You may have noticed. Um, what do you guys do as players? I know you're not allowed your phones right in the studio. So what do you do when when you have rain delays? What do you guys do? How do you how do you pass the time when you're waiting to get back out there? Oh no, don't talk about it. It's my worst nightmare. Is I can't sit still. So rain on a cricket day is the worst possible scenario. So I, I'm trying not to give that energy because the weather forecast looks a bit dodgy um, for Friday and Sunday. But um, yeah, I look, I do actually have a pack of cards in my cricket bag um, at the moment just in case uh, for that. Sometimes I'll, I'll take a book, but there is absolutely no chance with this group that you're going to find somewhere to sit and read. Um, so <laughs> I'll bin that off. Um, there's often music. Mealy Kerr will have the music out, and there might be some rogue dancing from a few people. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty much cards and music, I think, at the moment is pretty much how we fill our time. But look, you just pray that um, there's no rain because I think this group goes a little bit crazy. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Uh, with the music, uh, how, how much uh, karaoke goes on and, and who's the who's who's the uh, the first one to, to lead the karaoke? Yeah, sadly, um, at my age, it's still probably me. I love a good sing-along. Um, yeah, so you probably have to 
try and steal the microphone off Amelia and I. We're the ones that usually get up there and try to encourage others, which um, is not always that easy. Um, Hannah Rowe often gets up to help with the dancing, but um, she needs her arm twisted a few times. So, yeah, look, I'd have to say Amelia and I probably play the terrible music and sing really loudly. Jess is the best singer, but... Um, the ones that can actually sing well are usually the ones that are a bit shy. <laughs> yeah, and what's your go-to track? What are you What are you going to open with? Uh, oh, at the moment, do you know what song actually often comes on? A Soldier Boy. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because it's more of a it's more of a crowd pleaser that you might you know you don't want to start with a slow ballad because we might put everyone to sleep on a game day. So it's often some more upbeat songs and that's one of my go-tos. Yeah, nice, nice. So we just had a text come through. Uh, not about your singing actually, Susie. Um, although although, although we might get to that again shortly. Uh, are you still bowling a bit? And and we likely to see you with the ball in hand. Uh, well, actually, um, I've you know, been reinvented as some call it off spin, some, some just call it slow bowling. But yeah, in the Western News, I had been bowling a bit in the nets just to help out with sparks and just a few offies off the short run and then our new bowling coach, um, you know, kind of helped me when we were in the nets and we played on very um, slow wickets and I got a few overs in the West Indies and took a few wickets, which was entertaining to some. But yeah, I have been working on a little few offies, but yeah, it's more nude spin, but yeah, it might be handy next year when we play in Sri Lanka and India, but on flat wickets, I think it's going to go the distance. (laughs) (laughs) So it's more more about flight and guile, as they call it, than, than turn? No, I don't even know if it's flat and guile, I think it's just like straight at the stump. Right. That's that's all it is. Line and length, Gavlas and Dibbly Dobblies. Yeah, similar actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. All right, hey Susie, thanks very much for giving us some time. I know you only just got back in the country. The last thing you probably wanted to do was jump on the phone this morning rather than go out and have a bat. So we'll let you go and and, and do that and um, test Dean Brownlee's arm out, mate. And uh, Best of luck for the series. Hopefully it's sunny and we get to see you uh, play some cricket and, and put some runs on the board. No worries. No, it's good to be chatting to Kiwis again, so I appreciate the chat. And, yeah, looking forward to the series. So let's not talk about the rain and hopefully the cards stay in the bag. Fingers crossed, man. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Good stuff, Susie. Go well. All the best to the okay. team. Thanks, mate. Cheers. See ya.